And welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. So typically for episodes, I have like this conglomerate collection, this plethora of notes um, that I have and topics as well, which all of these things like are things that I think about. They come from my heart as well. Um, and usually like I have a topic and make bullet points underneath each topic but for this week's topic for some reason like this is not the case (laughs) I was not able to write anything I had nothing nothing to write usually I have a topic and I just type away but for this topic I had nothing I was just like well I guess I'm just gonna wing it um but it's quite strange especially because this topic has been on my heart quite a bit um but you know usually like as soon as i get a topic or like as soon as the lord like gives me a topic i just write away but that did not happen this time i did not write at all so um i'll be speaking directly from my heart for this week's episode and there may be some vulnerable moments but it's totally fine like we keep it real here and you know it's totally fine like that's what we do we keep it 100 um and so this is something that i really think also could encourage someone just so you know that you're not alone and that you're not you know struggling by yourself so today's topic as y'all can see because y'all can read is single and struggling in modern christianity in the modern world it's like in your face people's godly relationships and their families and you know it's of course community is made of families so of course that's what you're going to see right and that's something that a lot of people most people desire is to find someone to build a family with to marry to have children to build a family and that's just something that's very prevalent and it's good because that's normal as people were supposed to be fruitful multiply not to you know quote genesis or anything but you know it's we are we have the desire to procreate and to create family and a lot of that um is anthropological wanting your genes to carry on and wanting to have strong children etc right a lot of that is anthropological of course but there's also since we are emotional beings there's a lot of emotional um, aspects to that of course um, love and hormones that contribute to that but commitment and having strong relationships and attraction these are all really important factors that play into getting married having a family raising kids right And so in Christianity, you know, getting married and having children and starting families is an important thing. And I think that's wonderful. And it is because in the Bible, it's, you know, it's, it's talked about so many times about marriage and having children. And there's a lot of women in the Bible who were infertile and, and prayed to the Lord because they desired to have kids. And I think for women, a lot of us have a desire to find love and to have kids and to raise children and have lots of babies. I know I want to have babies, <laughs> but that is 
a normal thing. It's biological. It's within you to want to have a family. That's completely normal. And so if you are in a place where you have that desire, that deep desire, which for me, that desire is quite deep. Um, I know since I was a kid, like it was so funny. I, uh, when my mom would come in my room to do night prayers, I would always ask her, I was like, mom, can you pray that one day I have twins? <laughs> I don't know why, but it was just something that I wanted. And if I have twins, eventually I have babies. Thanks, mom. <laughs> because your prayers were heard. I wouldn't mind having twins at all. But anyways, um, but since I was a young girl, I've always desired to have a family. And, you know, there's a lot of romanticism in our society, in our world. Which is, you know, once again, in order for more people to exist, we have to procreate, right? So just relationships are everywhere. Um, and that's good. We need that. <laughs> we need to have good connections and, and build families and have babies. <laughs> but when you're in a place when you're not quite there, it can be really hard seeing that. And it can be hard seeing that fulfilled in other people when it hasn't been fulfilled in yours and it's not like you're envious or upset about it happening in other people's lives but it can be a little bit i don't want to use the word upsetting but i'm going to use it you know we're getting vulnerable today it's fine it can seem and be a bit upsetting when you haven't received that yet when you seemed to try your best to try to get that or try to make efforts towards that result which is good it's, it's important because you can't just want a result and not pursue it or not take the steps towards achieving that or preparing for it but it can be so hard um and it's 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 especially difficult in the world of social media that we are in literally i was before i record before recording this i literally was on facebook and like five stories in a row were like people's babies and I love babies too. Like I love babies so much. But I was like, man, people are like starting their families and stuff, which is great and beautiful. Um, but like for those of us who are not there yet and who really have a desire, it can be so hard. It can be like almost heart wrenching. Not in the sense that you're like upset or, or envious. Once again, it's not really envy. And if if there is envy in your heart. Definitely take that to the Lord and ask him to clear that out of your heart. Because that's not good. Because <laughs> that is a sin. But we can get to this place where it can be like kind of heart-wrenching. And it's like almost like you feel grief. Like I don't know why, but it's like you're grieving. And it's like a strange because you didn't lose anything, right? It's like a grief of something that never happened, but it's not like it won't happen. But it's like we can get into this place of sadness because everyone around you seems to be in happy relationships and you haven't dated. <laughs> like for me, like my dating experience is so limited. And I, when I was like, I don't know, in my late teens, I was like, I'm going to get married at 22. I obviously did not because I'm 24 and I'm very single. But, you know, of course, I had those expectations when I was that age. And that desire hasn't gone away. 
and of course I've matured and things have happened since then. I've had more experiences. I've, I've, I've met so many amazing people. I've traveled. I've done great things. But that desire for to find love, to find a good man, to, to raise good people has never gone away. And that's good because I don't want that desire to go away because it's something deep in my heart. But at the same time, while I have all these amazing things that I love to do, and all these interesting things and projects that I have going on, things that I'm always interested in pursuing, which is great and fun. That desire within me is so strong, and it's really hard not being, like, not having achieved that quite yet. And it's like, even in Christianity, there's a lot of, like, unhealthy ideas and ideologies we have around relationships and dating and one of them is like young marriage, which young marriage, listen, I understand it, it's good, okay? Because, I mean, traditionally, women got married late teens, early 20s, started having babies, early 20s, right? So, like, that's traditional. I'm thinking of like the 50s and 60s. Of course, the world has changed now. Um, it's more egalitarian. We have most people going to college, right? And, you know, the marriage. Like, the average age for marriage is pretty high these days. I believe um, it's late 20s, early 30s for women. Um, and I think it's relatively similar for men slightly older. But it's like, <laughs> in Christianity, the idea is like, oh, you get married when you're like 21. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, because I have friends that have gotten married as young as their late teens, you know, and so like, early 20s but that's like kind of like the average so it's like okay i'm the outlier now because i'm in my mid-20s <laughs> but we can start to internalize these ideas which are listen these ideas by themselves are not bad it's good to marry young because you know you, those are your fertile years as well it's not that you're not fertile after that but it's the easiest to have babies when you're that young right and I'm not saying that I'm old because I'm like literally 11 years away from geriatric pregnancy. So like, I'm not concerned about that, but it can still be like an idea in our heads. We start to internalize and start thinking, oh gosh, there must be something wrong with me because I'm not, because I'm still single and I haven't found, a, I haven't found a man yet. I haven't found my person. And it's just, it's, it can be really hard and it can be sad. And I'm not going to lie. There have been a lot of moments this year when I've definitely like had a cry fest to the Lord about me just kind of being tired of it being tired of singleness and, and being a little bit grieved that i haven't found my person yet and you know it's not bad to have those moments because it's good to be vulnerable before the lord but it's also important to encourage yourself you can't just live in this pity party world you can't just wallow in self-pity and think poor me everything is sad blah 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 vanities vanities right you have to you have to hold your head up but here's the thing when we have these moments of weakness like every time i have a little cry fest to the lord about wanting to be married and have kids i also ask him to give me strength because my and my weakness his strength is perfected and so i know then if I have a weak moment, God is strong and his strength is perfect in that moment. There may be lots of moments because guess what? We are not incredibly strong on our own. 
But God is so good and gracious that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So when you are weak, that is when God's strength is perfected. And that is so wonderful and beautiful. And so while it's important for you to acknowledge your emotions and what you're going through and what's in your heart, it is equally as important to be able to encourage yourself, to pick yourself up. But also, like, it's not, like, you have to choose to pick yourself up, but you don't have to, like, muster up the strength for everything because God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so when you have these moments, put your head up, lift your head up, lift your eyes into the hills where your help comes from. And your help comes from the Lord. And he is the maker of heaven and earth. He is your help. He, like, the fact that God is your help is, oh my word, that is so encouraging knowing that the one who created the world created you, who knows your heart better than you know your heart. He's the one who will strengthen and love you and lift you up. And so be encouraged that the one lifting you up, he knows exactly what your heart needs. In that moment and moments to come, he knows what will fill that hole, fill that void in your heart. He knows exactly what you need. And so in these moments of sadness, of vulnerability, of frustration, we have to turn to the Lord. And also it's important to have community, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But in these moments of sadness, we have to realize that, like, okay, you have to remind yourself. This is why it's important to read the Bible, because the Word of God needs to be written on your heart. And when you're going through something, you need to be able to start quoting Scripture to yourself. You need to be able to start saying, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You need to be able to start quoting Scripture to yourself and encourage yourself, because, listen, Life is not perfect, and it is not always super easy, and we have hard moments, and we have lows, we have highs, but in these moments, we need to remind ourselves of the promises that God has laid in his word, and so that's why it's so important to read the Bible. It's because if God's word is written on your heart, if you're having that internal dialogue, you also have that the, the Holy Spirit will like remind you of what you read. like in that moment like he's literally going to remind you of that scripture that it's perfect for your situation and like the word being hidden in your heart is so beautiful and so good because while you're having that internal conflict the word of god is also in there too and so the word of god is so encouraging and it's so important to remind yourself of the promises that god has laid for you and so when you're in these moments and it doesn't have to like anything any type of low any type of low whatsoever in life in these moments you need to remind yourself who your who your father is and who your creator is because he loves you so much he has everything you need the lord is your shepherd you have everything you need in him and he will give you all the strength you need to continue in those moments like in the many moments i've had where i've been just really upset and sad about just different things mainly singleness <laughs> Um, I've literally just been like, God, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've done this, I've done that. And it's like, I don't know what to do. And like, sometimes I don't even know what to pray for. But ultimately, I come to the place where I'm like, God, 
just give me strength to continue. And it's not like, I know that sounds kind of like depressing and morbid, but it can be discouraging sometimes just being in that place. But it's so important to like be vulnerable with the Lord and say, you know what, God, I am weak in this aspect and I need your strength because I don't want to feel super sad all the time. And it's not like all the time. Like, okay, if you're like depressed, like clinically, you should definitely go to therapy. Therapy's a blessing and it's amazing. But we have sad moments. We're human. We have emotion and it's not wrong to feel emotions because that your emotions are not wrong because you, that's what you're feeling, right? There's nothing right or wrong about your emotions. It's what you do with them that could be either detrimental or helpful. But in these moments, like, ask the Lord, like, Lord, I just need your strength because I, I just, I feel sad right now and I need your strength because I want to have your joy because, you know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And in these moments, we can have that joy and we can have that peace that surpasses all understanding. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I don't know. I need to do this or that. I just ask that you give me peace and that you guide me step by step because I don't want to be doing something that is my idea of what's best for me and it not be because I'd prefer, I'd much prefer to wait on the Lord than to do my own thing and get heartbroken or experience things that I wish I never would have. Like, I'd much rather err on the side of caution. I'd much rather be quote-unquote bored, I suppose, with not, I guess, I don't know, doing things that many people do, I guess, when they're single and bored, <laughs> um, which it could be many things. But it's like, I'd rather not do that, and I'd rather just trust God, but that trusting God is really hard sometimes. Because when you're busy doing other things, getting involved with people you shouldn't, you're like distracted. You're distracted from two things. You're distracted from God, but you're also distracted from the root cause. And you're kind of like putting a band-aid on an open wound that needs stitches. That's kind of what that's like. And so it's like, of course, if you're not healed, if you're not healed and you're turning to people or things for fulfillment you're kind of just sweeping it under the rug sweeping the root cause under the rug when you haven't been healed yet and you're not in an emotional place to you know be with someone romantically and so it's important to realize that if you haven't had certain experiences or if you haven't dated a lot a lot of that is God's protection. And I've had like mentors tell me that over the years and like expressing my frustration with singleness and like wanting to get married and have kids and find love, you know, all the romantic things that women want, <laughs> all the things that are in the rom-coms and stuff. Um, but I've had people say like, you know, and I, and I, the Lord's reminded me of this too. It's like, the Lord's protecting me from a lot of things, and I'm so grateful for that. And it's like, I will never know, and I'd like, I'd rather not know, to be honest. All I know is that the Lord's protecting me, and he's keeping me, he's sustaining me through this. And when I find my person, I'm going to be whole and healed, and I'm going to be in an emotional place to receive him and to also, like, 
have a strong relationship and to be emotionally available, to have a good, strong, godly relationship founded in Jesus. And so I just, I don't know, it's it's hard trusting and waiting. It really is. It's just not easy. <laughs> but God is so faithful. He will walk with you. He will stand by you. He will hold your hand in every moment. And he will give you the strength that you need to carry on. Something else I think that I have thought, and it's like not a great thought, but it's a real thought. And that is that I have the hard road, <laughs> which seems kind of silly vocalizing that because it's not technically very true. But, you know, sometimes I'm, I feel like romantically, some people have it so easy. Like some people like meet their high school sweetheart and they get married or some people meet their person and they only dated one other person or, you know, they might have dated a few people, but it was never serious. And they found their person and like, oh, my word, they got married after six months. And it's like, you know, it's some it seems so easy. And of course, if if you're watching, you know, I'm I'm so like guilty of watching rom-coms recently but like it's fine like it's fine it's like there's some moments when i feel like that's a boundary i need to set but then there are others where i'm like you know what? it's fine i'll watch a rom-com if i cry it's fine like it's fine like you know you need a good cry every now and then but you know typically it's fine anyways um all the rom-coms it's like so i don't know like it's not like easy but it's like it's always happily ever after and it's always like seamless because like you know what's gonna happen like you know which two people have that tension going on in the beginning of the film? Like, you know what's going to happen at the end of the day. Like, you know exactly they're going to get married. That's always what happens in the rom-com, especially, like, those 90s rom-coms, classic, when those are, like, really good. But it's classic, like, 90s, early 2000s, mid-2000s rom-coms. It's the same thing. It's like a Hallmark movie. Not all of them are the same, but a lot of them are, like, they always get, to, they end up together. Like, you know, it's like the, the plot's the same. Like, all the Hallmark movies, the plot is the exact same. They just are in a different part of the country, a different small town. <laughs> you know, it's like the same thing going on. But, you know, we can't see the beginning. We can't necessarily foreshadow what's going to happen in our lives and I think that's also what makes it so difficult when you haven't met your person yet because it's like I don't know what it's gonna like I don't know how this is gonna end up you know and it can be frustrating because it just seems so easy for some people it seems so so easy and that's what I told the Lord recently I'm like God I don't know what it is some people just have it so easy and I have just not had success in the romantics department pretty much ever <laughs> and if we get to that you know it's okay to acknowledge that and if you feel like that like that's how you feel there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes you can start like putting yourself down like what's wrong with me like I've, I, I've been working on myself and, and is there something wrong with me like am I am I a four out of ten or am I repulsive or what's wrong with me and it's like you can start getting these really silly crazy thoughts in our heads that are like demeaning to ourselves but in these moments, we have to remind ourselves that we're fearfully and wonderfully made by God and that you are so special and that the Lord has put in you special, wonderful desires and dreams and ideas that the world will really, really be better off with these dreams and ideas. And you have something beautiful to bring to the table. And so 
if you're feeling like it's been hard for you, like it's never been easy for you in the romantics department, or if you feel like there's something wrong with you, just know that first, God is so faithful. And if he's put this desire in your heart, trust and believe that he'll fulfill it. But hope that he'll fulfill it in the best way, that he'll fulfill it the way that he wills to, because it's the best way for his will to be fulfilled. And so if the Lord has put this desire in your heart, just know and trust that it'll be fulfilled one day and that it'll be in his will. But also remind yourself that you are beautiful and wonderful and worthy and you have value and you're priceless, quite literally, because Jesus Christ gave his life for your freedom. You are priceless and you are wonderful. I also wanted to touch briefly on the importance of community as well. Um, it's just important to have people to pray for you, love you, and encourage you throughout this, just throughout your life. Like Without community, that's that's got to be difficult, not having community. And I really feel for those who don't have community because community is what lifts you up, what encourages you, what supports and loves you. Like Having a strong community is so important and it really contributes to your well-being your outcome and life fulfillment things like that it's just it's crucial if you want to have fulfillment in your life to have a good strong community and so in moments when you um feel alone um just it's good to lean into your community and be able to lean on them because they're there for you and they love you and they want what's best for you and it's important to be around people because isolation never really ends well <laughs> if you are constantly isolating and refusing to connect, to make meaningful, deep connections with people. Isolation is dangerous. Of course, it's okay to be alone. I'm an introvert, so I need my alone time. And it's important to also have a lot of alone time with the Lord, too. But you need to be connected with community. So if you're connected, you will have people to love and encourage you and pray for you in these moments. And that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. And so if you're kind of like struggling in your singleness or in any way in life, if you're going through something difficult, you need to lean into your community because that's why they're there. They're there to love and encourage you and to support you. And so they will be there when you need them. And you will be there when you need when someone needs you too. So it's really, really important to be able to lean into your community and to just accept and embrace help because it's important to be able to accept help because obviously, like, we can't do everything and we don't have all the strength. <laughs> we don't have all the strength to do all those things. It's important to also share burdens as well, like to have um, or to like carry burdens with others. And if you're isolated, you won't be able to share burdens. So it's important to have a community, not only for encouragement and help, but also just so that your burdens can be shared. And then also working with people is so fulfilling and it'll help you become such a better person being selfless. It'll really help you become more selfless. And so just in your life in general, but especially if you're feeling um, discouraged about being single, at the moment, lean into your community because they love you so much and they want what's best for you and they will pray for you and they will be by your side throughout your whole life. So one more thing that I'd like to mention 
is that it kind of touches back on like praying to the Lord and being vulnerable. Um, in the Bible, I can't remember exactly where it is. I think it's in the New Testament, but it says, make your requests known to God. It's in the epistles, I believe. I can't remember where it might be. One of the Thessalonians. I don't know. Let me look at it real quick. All right. So the passage comes from Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. Um, and it says um, to make your request known to God, but I'm going to read the entire thing really quick. So it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So right off the bat, this passage starts with be anxious for nothing, um, which I love this passage, but that's hard. <laughs> like be anxious for nothing. Like nowadays, most of us, to be honest, we struggle with anxiety. So that's a difficult number one. It's kind of starting off a little bit rough. <laughs> then it goes on to say, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So prayer and supplication, asking the Lord, coming to the Lord with your desires, with your thoughts, with thanksgiving as well. Coming to the Lord, not just coming to ask for things, but coming because you're grateful, because you love the Lord and because you want his heart, not because you want the benefits that come with serving him, but because you want his heart. And of course, his blessings are good and are promised, but don't seek the Lord for his blessings because you're not seeking him, you're seeking what he can give you. Um, but with um, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So it's okay if you literally come to the Lord and you're like, Lord, I'm tired of being single. Like, I know, like, this is, you know, I desire marriage and you put that in me and I'm tired of being single. And you can say, you know what, Lord, and I've done this too. Of course, I'm just kind of giving you an example of what my prayers look like sometimes. You can say, Lord, help me understand what you want me to learn now. Like, show me what you want me to learn in this time. And show me the purpose of what I'm going through right now. And it doesn't have to be anything bad, but it's like, Lord, just show me the purpose of, of, what, of what this portion of my life is. Like, show me what I should be learning. Show me what you want me to pay attention to but with that prayer and that supplication portion it's also important to be able to cry out to the lord you know it it's just sometimes we kind of like feel nervous saying to god like i want this i desire this please give it to me and it's not like a demanding thing it's like lord this desire is godly you've put this in my heart I ask for this. And it's not like a begging thing because you don't have to beg God for anything. But it's kind of just like a, a, a supplication, like a prayer, like, Lord, this is my desire. I ask that this is fulfilled in my life. And that does not mean that's going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> but it's still making your request known to God. And this whole idea of like this prayer and supplication reminds me of, of Hannah in um, 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah is actually the mother of the the prophet Samuel. Um and Samuel is a prophet who anoints David to be king. But Hannah was barren for a long time. And I'm going to definitely make an episode about Hannah and like her prayer because it's beautiful and powerful. Um but she essentially comes to the Lord 
and she desires to have a baby, but she's barren. She can't have children. She's infertile. And she comes to the Lord and she just says, you know, Lord, this is what I desire. Um, please like just, this is, this is what I like. I'm sad. <laughs> like, I'm just going to read what she says. Um, so essentially she goes to, I believe she goes, I'm just going to read from verse eight in first Samuel chapter one. Then Elkanah, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? So Loki, that was probably offensive to her. She's like, yo, you know, I want a kid. <laughs> you know, I'm sad about being infertile. What are you doing? Like, this is not the way to come up to your wife. And then she is, then it says, so Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. That sounds very, very similar to things that we go through these days. Bitterness of the soul. And it's kind of like, that sounds wrong, but it's a feeling. So it's like, if you feel like that, it's okay, because that's a feeling. But it's like, what you do with that is the important thing. Anyways, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. I'm going to continue reading and then I'll come back to it. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth watched not washed watched watched okay now hannah spoke in her heart only her lips moved but her voice was not heard therefore eli thought she was drunk so eli eli's a priest eli said to her how long will you be drunk put your wine away from you there's so many things going on here like she's just being accused and lord 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 <laughs> no wonder she has bitterness of the soul Verse 15 says, But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of so of sorrowful spirits. I love this verbiage here. I have not I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel Grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservants find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So basically, she eventually becomes pregnant. But I love the verbiage here because it's going through what she's feeling. It's, I love like all the words here. It's like bitterness of the soul, and she's weeping. In anguish, she's making a vow before the Lord, and she has a sorrowful spirit. These are all things that we can feel sometimes, and that's okay. Because once again, their feelings, there's nothing wrong with emotions, because you can't, it's just something that comes, it's something that you experience. You can't like control that necessarily. You can control what you do about it, but you can't control feeling something. 
And so these emotions that she's feeling, I can relate to this. I'm not even going to lie. I can relate to this. There are some times when I feel in anguish and I have a sorrowful spirit and I'm frustrated about the fact that I have not had success (laughs) dating and I haven't like met my person when people younger than me or around my age of having kids and having several kids all over Instagram and everybody's getting engaged, everybody's having more babies and building families. And it can be really hard because you can have grief in our spirits. You can have a sorrowful spirit and we can feel low. And that's okay if you feel that way. But it's so important to be able to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm feeling so sad. I feel so upset, so frustrated that I haven't found my person, that I haven't gotten married, that I haven't been able to start having, starting, start a family yet. And it's okay to come to the Lord. But remember what it said in Philippians, to be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication make your we- and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So it is okay to come back to the Lord again and again and keep saying, God, I feel sorrowful in this moment because I just saw a rom-com or I feel sorrowful because I saw six engagements in one day on Instagram. I feel really sorrowful, but I ask that you would give me strength and that this would be fulfilled, that you would fulfill this for me because I know that this desire you've put in my heart and I ask that you fulfill this in my life. And I ask that you prepare me to, to be able to be a good steward of receiving this promise or to be receiving this thing that I've been praying for. And another really, really important aspect of this too is comparison and how that can really, really cause us to be discouraged. They say like, you know, the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. And it really is. Like, honestly, the only thing you should really be comparing yourself to is yourself. And not like in a demeaning way, but like, how can I become better? You shouldn't be comparing yourself to someone who's not you. Don't compare yourself to someone who got married at 20 and started having babies at 21. Or who bought their first house at 25 and you still live with your parents at 25. Or did this and did that or you know, is engaged here or got this degree here, you cannot compare yourself to other people because it's just going to make it more difficult and that's going to discourage you even more. So you should not be focusing on other people. Don't focus on what other people are doing. Don't focus on what her engagement ring looks like. Don't focus on their gender reveal. Don't focus on this, this, or that. Focus on the Lord. Focus on his purpose for your life. And also focus on becoming a better person and ask the Lord to mold your heart to look more like his, to be a more beautiful person. Ultimately, that will really be good when you get married and that'll trickle into your marriage. If you have a good heart, if you're kind and selfless and gentle, that'll be beautiful and great and you should be working on those things. But don't work on them just so you can be a good spouse, right? Work on them because it's what the heart of God's like. And you want your heart to look more like his. Don't just work on it to get that end result. Because ultimately, you know, nothing's going to satisfy or nothing's going to fulfill you like God does. Of course, there are fulfilling good relationships and things that God creates for us to enjoy, like marriage and family. But ultimately, if you are 
dealing with something with a human, they're going to fail you to some degree because they're not perfect. But God is perfect and he's the only one who can fulfill you. So if you are going through a feeling of like feeling so frustrated and suffering internally because you haven't met your person because you haven't dated or maybe be, maybe you have dated and it's never ended well or maybe you are wanting a relationship or maybe you feel like you're not doing the right thing focus on Jesus he will guide your paths he will instruct you he will give you wisdom and he will give you strength to carry on. And in this journey, you are being prepared for what the Lord has for you. And don't think, like, it's a good thing to think about it like that, too. It's like, don't just think long term, but don't focus on the end result. Focus on, on the path that's right in front of you. But it's good to remind yourself that, hey, whatever I'm going through now is going to help me become a better person or is going to help me in ways that I don't even think about in the future. And in retrospect, you'll see like, wow, that experience was so good and so enriching and it helped me get to this place. And so if you're feeling sorrowful of spirit, if you're feeling in anguish, if you're feeling grieved, if you're feeling sad about singleness or about anything in life that you want to fulfill that hasn't quite been fulfilled yet. Know that God is so good and that his strength is made perfect in weakness. And know that whatever you're going through now, whatever he has going on in your life, trust that it's for good because all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. I know this was a long one. I was not expecting it to be this long and this seamless. Um, I was definitely expecting to have more like moments of like having to gather my thoughts, but it was pretty seamless. I prayed before this and I asked the Lord to help help it go smooth. So that worked out pretty well, but I appreciate y'all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, I would really appreciate a rating or a review of the podcast. Just five stars or a quick comment. You don't have to write anything. The stars will be good enough. I would really appreciate that so much. It would help me out. That would be fantastic. And if you know anybody who could use this message, I know this is for me. A lot of times these topics I talk about, it's for me. Like the Lord's like, oh, you're going to talk about this. And then when I'm done, I'm like, oh man, thanks for that, Jesus, because I needed it. And that was not facetious. But like literally sometimes like the Lord just gives me a topic and I need that. Like my heart needs it. So if you know anybody who needs this message, which could be a lot of people because it's a struggle out here. Um, and dating's hard and annoying, especially in the modern world. It's not fun. But um, if you know anybody who could use this message or who could be encouraged by this message, please send it to them so they know that they're not alone. Um, and maybe anything, something that I talk about will help them or encourage them in some way. And if it did, then I'm, I've done my job here. So that's fulfilling in itself. But anyways, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Ciao.